0: Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast, covering Surrey, Hampshire, and Berkshire. The show that brings you all the facts about your local area. We are always looking for new guests to talk to us. So if you'd like to come onto to our podcast, email us at weeklyexperience at buzzpodcast.co.uk. So sit back and enjoy the Weekly Experience Podcast. So, hello, it's Rog here, and
1: we are joined by the lovely Steph from the uh, Clever Cactus, uh, which is in the Camberley Square, just on the Prince of Wales Road, I understand.
2: It is, yeah. So, how long have you been there? We've been there since November. Mm -hmm. Um, We won the space um, for six months, so we started in November in a bit of a whirlwind. Um, And we're still there, still going. So uh,
1: you were initially doing all this at home first of all, were you?
2: Yeah, we had a workshop in Farnborough. Right. At the very beginning it was at home, yeah. And then we moved to a workshop in uh, Farnborough by Farnborough North Station and then moved to the shop.
1: So tell us a little bit about the shop and what you do.
2: We do eco products, but we believe that eco should be far more colourful. We're not into beige. So everything we do is really bright, really colourful, often gets commented on actually by people even just walking past. It's it's nice to hear. It's quite trendy
1: nowadays to have something eco, I think. I think it's the way that people are going, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. You see a lot more people that aren't who you call typical eco-warriors coming in to buy a lot of the different products or seeing new products that they've not seen before.
1: Now, I've noticed as well with uh, these eco-friendly masks that people are uh, are doing at the moment are you selling these as well
2: we are yes they're produced by another company for us um, a company in oldshot um so they're all uk made all triple layer but they sell out very fast it's a brand
1: <laughs> of fashion isn't it yeah it seems <laughs> it to be, be yeah. it seems to be kind of more and more that uh, kind of thing you see all these clever masks it's better than the uh, kind of ones that you see just chucked on the floor which is seems yeah, to be a bit, a bit of a problem at the moment quite
2: frustrating i mean so far since march the Disposable masks have caused 124,000 tonnes of extra plastic waste, which is really not cool. I mean, Mm. they're just thrown everywhere. Like you say, they're found thrown on the floor. It's just not great. You know, buy a reusable mask if you can or have someone make one for you, but just steer away from the disposables.
1: Let's start back to the beginning then. Why did you start this up in the first place?
2: Um, Initially, uh, when I first started the business was under another name. So we did mostly baby things. Um, But we always did reusable baby wipes and cloths and that sort of stuff. And then customers slowly started asking for more reusable items. So we started doing cloth sanitary pads. Then we started doing kitchen roll and more things like that. And then when we got the shop, it gave us a chance to completely diversify and have other brands of eco products in. So now we have our own brand range of toiletries, which are all vegan friendly, plastic free, palm oil free, all made in the UK. And we have other toiletries brands, other um, bottle brands things like that we have tea pigs tea in store all of their loose teas so yeah it's given us a chance to massively diversify which is great
1: so what made you get into all this eco-friendly material
2: um i just think um it started off as a mum like i say we used to do a lot of baby things that i've always used cloth nappies on mine all five of mine were in terry nappies terry squares So that's always something I've believed quite strongly in, that you don't need to buy disposable nappies. It's not necessary, no matter how many children you have. Like I say, I had five. You know, if I can do cloth nappies with five children, I'm sure anybody else can do it too. Um, So I've always thought that to throw things like that away is just daft. And then obviously it started with things like sanitary pads. And I thought, well, okay, it's the same sort of line. And I bought some I wasn't particularly happy with and so I thought well okay I'll make them myself and yeah just one of those things but it surprises me now even now that people still haven't seen this sort of thing and they're still coming to the shop and looking at the nappies in surprise or at the pads or the kitchen roll and it's a surprise to people and it's I suppose that's me being in my little eco bubble. <laughs> I don't even
1: remember as a child or a kid or a you know a toddler having disposable ones in my time.
2: Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it was just always, at that time, it was always uh, cloth nappies. But disposables just became a way of life. But every child goes through up to 5,000 disposable nappies during the time from they're born to the time they're potty trained and, obviously, the nighttime nappies often beyond that. Um, So you can imagine, they take hundreds of years to biodegrade in landfill. So every child that is born is using all of these nappies. It's just filling and filling. It's just never-ending. Never ending.
1: You wonder what the, what life's going to be like in, you know, 20 years' time, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But people, do, people see uh, reusable nappies as quite expensive, but we've actually worked out the comparison ourselves, that if you use um, premium brand disposable nappies, you will save £250 a year by buying reusables. Even if you use the cheapest brand, you will save £50 a year. I mean, £50, £50. And... The nappies have quite a good resale value. So um, on Facebook, there's quite a lot of groups where you can resell second-hand cloth nappies. So as long as you keep them in good condition, you can get up to half your money back again. So that's, you know, saving you even more.
1: And you could have some cl- quite clever designs on some of them, can't oh, you?
2: Oh, they're amazing. Some of the ones we've got in, we've got the new Polar and Ocean range, which are there, um, they're going towards a charity to get rid of ocean plastics. And these are from Tickle Tots, the ones we stock. So they've got a really gorgeous ocean and polar scenes on them, and they're they're, yeah they're really cute. Do the kids like them and the parents like them? The parents love them. I mean, the kids probably aren't bothered to be fair, but (laughs) yeah, no, they're great. They get a good reaction. They're nice. So, what else are you selling in the store? Um, Well, we've just started to we've just opened up the back corner of our shop to sell fabrics and haberdashery items. So, obviously, part of an eco journey is learning to make things for yourself and maybe upcycling things um making something you know unique for yourself to wear making a reusable bag even something as simple as that and teaching children to sew as well is quite important so when we um are allowed to do workshops again we'll be concentrating on you know teaching people to sew teaching people how to upcycle things for themselves
1: you see i learned to sew through one my mum and also being a cub scout
2: yeah my mum taught me at the age of seven so yeah been sewing a while <laughs>
1: I never got the gist of knitting, though. I couldn't no, get into it. No, me neither. No, or crochet, or <laughs> nothing like that. No. Although Mum did tell me, you know, the uh, knitting with a cotton royal, you know, a little cotton Oh, the royal? French knitting. Yeah, the yeah. French knitting, and then the three, uh, four pins at the top, and then you sew around them yeah. and, and created. I was, th- I was thinking, oh, I am going to be knitting something here. I am going to be creating something. I am going to be creating a masterpiece of a new bit of carpet there in my <laughs> brand new house. Never did happen. No, gave up after. <laughs> but there you go so that's my kind of eco-friendly thing that I was doing so do you remember doing any eco things as a child yourself?
2: Um, I always used to um, reuse greetings cards so I used to make big decoupage things and 3D pictures out of them I was always cutting up cards and making other things with them and things like that so I don't think I saw it as eco at the time I was just like doing craft stuff but that was something I always did and we always had a big pile of buttons and paper and Cardinal, and all that sort of thing that we used to create with and it was often we used things my dad would bring home these massive printout papers from the bank so they'd have all the like figures on one side and we draw on the other
1: <laughs> well it's, it's, a, it's a perfect way isn't it there should, there could be some useful tips that we could do yeah. on a weekly basis that uh, you could uh, come up with a couple of tips or whatever for us and that could be something that we could do which will be great as well so obviously any any recyclable items do you you don't refuse anything. Do you get items brought into you to recycle?
2: No, we don't do that at the moment, um, purely because we just don't have the space to store things like that. There are places around, I know in Hartham, probably in Surrey Heath and Rushmore as well, that will do um the terracycle recycling and things like that and you can send all of the things like the fruit juice cartons, yogurt pots, crisp packets, all that sort of thing to um to them to be sent off to the companies to recycle.
1: I've seen some incredible items made out of some recycling things like for instance I think there was one made out of like uh, your Cadbury Sun uh uh, uh, uh uh patchets and you know all those kind of things yeah. and, and people making bags out of those kind yeah, of things. Yeah I've
2: seen them they're great and pencil cases stuff like that you I think it's kind of enclosed in like a PVC fabric and then it's sewn into the bags and stuff. So uh anyone that's asked you for tips and creative things do
1: you do you
2: welcome these people into your shop? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have a big um, bin of scrap fabrics and we have a lot of quilters and people who make rag rugs, stuff like that. They just come in, have a delve and the all the money that we raise from the scrap fabrics goes towards um, local refuge charities, which is a charity we quite heavily support.
1: So obviously the new thing to be having is doing something eco. Are uh, you thinking that most younger people are catching on to this more than throwing things away?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody's starting to realise now that it's a huge problem that we need to deal with and deal with it fast, and that disposable just isn't the way to go anymore. I mean, unfortunately, at the moment, a lot of coffee shops aren't allowing you to take your own reusable cup. But with that, I just tend to take my cup in anyway, buy it in a sit-down cup and pour it in. So,
1: And I think a lot more people are kind of... Uh, cottoning onto this which is great as well and i understand that you sell like uh, uh you can fill up your
2: bits and pieces like
1: do you, what do you sell like refillables wise on
2: the refill station we've got all sort of household chemicals so laundry liquid and powder we've got fabric softener dishwasher powder rinse aid and then we've got things like shampoo conditioner body wash and also for those who like to get a bit more creative and make their own cleaning products we've got bicarb citric acid and white vinegar in now as well so something for a whole range of things isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a huge amount we've just expanded it a little bit so where do you see the future of the shop going um i think i'd like to definitely concentrate when we're allowed to again to make the workshops quite a big feature of the shop i love the sort of the fact we can have a community place within the shop where people can just come and just chill out and sew and just learn something and you know make some new friends it's just a nice place to socialize we've gone on full uh,
1: recycle really kind of mode haven't we there was a time when we all used to do this you know as a kid that i used to use be taught bits and pieces like the basic skills to keep yourself going by sewing on uh, a button or something like that and then it disappeared completely so it's nice to bring that all back again i think yeah definitely so where can
2: we actually see you Um, Well, I'm usually in the shop, so we're opposite the body shop at 14 Prince of Wales Walk in the Square.
1: Lovely to chat to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Weekly Experience. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.